Come on, let's give God some praise. Oh, okay. Don't, don't clap, don't clap. I, I wanted you to see it. I'm walking up here and, and I'm texting my friends. And I say, you're going to want to tune in to this service because this is the best service all day. And I said, you get ready because I don't know what God's about to do. So when I come up here with my phone, it's not because I'm sitting here just like, yeah, I want you know, a sandwich for lunch. I, I'm texting. I, I'm like, God is good. So I may not be clapping, but come on. We can give God some praise. Oh, can you feel it? We know it. A quiet believer is a? Well, a quiet A quiet church is a dying church. You cannot have a life-giving church and be silent. It is impossible. It's impossible to please God and not use what he gave you. The measuring stick when you get to heaven, do you know it? what it will be? He's going to ask you, he's going to say, what did you do with what I gave you? That's the biggest point. What did you do with what I gave you? Because remember, what, what's, what does he say? He says, well done, thy good and faithful servant. What did you do? Did you have the opportunity to clap? Did you have the opportunity to shout, dance, sing? Because the, the Bible says, let everything that has breath praise ye the Lord. It wasn't a, a request. It was a command. Let everything that has breath praise ye the Lord. Can we give God another praise in here and thank him? Stay standing. I'm going to read this scripture into your spirit. And for those in our overflow and in the lobby, Kim, stand up with me. Kim, you in the lobby? Yeah, I see you. See, I'm thinking about my lobby people. I love you. Genesis chapter 14, verse 18 and 20, 19 and 20. It says this. Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine, Jesus the Holy Spirit. He was the priest of God most high, and he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram of God most high possessor of heaven and earth and blessed be God most high who has delivered your enemies into your into your no no not even hands hand into your why do we look at the devil like we're having a showdown and he's standing me eye to eye when the bible says I've blessed you so much that he's in your hand you don't even have to deal he's so you got to look, we got to shape our perspective here. We got to start changing the way we view our battle in the world because the, the Bible says that he says, I, Jesus died, Galatians chapter three, verse 29, Jesus died so that you could receive the blessing of Abraham according to the order of Melchizedek. And he said, part of that blessing is I'm going to put your enemies into your hand. Holy Spirit, I pray that you'd speak today. Oh, Holy Spirit, I pray that you'd speak today and that you'd move today, have your way today. There are people right now who have been told God does not speak to his people. God, you're going to show somebody today that you still speak. You're going to show somebody today, God, Lord, that you still move. You're going to show somebody today that you're still seated in the throne. You're going to show somebody today, God, Lord, that you're still in charge. And that you have all power, Amen. all dominion, and all authority in heaven and earth. And I thank you, Lord, that we are inheritors of that blessing. Amen. 
And I pray that we would receive what we need today. And I pray that you'd anoint me to preach your word. Help me flow with you and be nimble of mind and flexible of spirit as to accomplish the assignment for which you have me on. In Jesus' mighty name, everybody shout it. Amen, amen, amen. You, you may be seated. Get ready, get ready, get ready. If you're online, get your Bibles out. You're in-house, get your Bibles out, get your notebooks out. We are an expressive church, but we also are a note-taking church. And I want to I preach something to you that you've never heard. And for those that you have heard it, it's going to be better than you've ever heard it. I'm about to preach. No, I'm going to do it again. I'm about to preach a word that's so good, <clears throat> it's going to make Stephen Furtick look like he's in the kindergarten class. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Pastor Steve is a friend. I love it. Pastor Joel is a friend. I'm not, I'm not picking fights here. That dude will come after me. Uh, 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 no, you need to understand. Uh, I would when I became an athletic director, I was a coach. It was a small school, but I had the team come up in front of me. And it was just beginning, getting going. Ryan, I had them come up and I line them all up, get them in order, and I tell them, I say, "Hey, you're looking at the most successful person you'll ever meet in your entire life." And they're like, "Oh, that's really braggadocious," you know. And I'd say, "No, that's called confidence, and, and confidence is contagious." Hear me. I want you to write it down. Are you taking note? Confidence is contagious. And when leaders lack confidence, followers lack courage. You'll never have a great following, if that's what you're called to do, if you don't have an immense amount of confidence. Now, the difference of pride and confidence is I'm bragging about what God already said. God already told me I was significant. God already told me I was successful. God already told me my value. The Bible says that I was bought with a price, so I don't have a finagling about my price. I have a set equation of who I am, so I have an extreme amount of confidence because I already have my value. Because Jesus said he came to pay the price. So if that was the bit, see, what, what we have to reconcile in our mind is that you were worth him paying that price. Some of us think, no, no, I didn't sin that much. I didn't need all that. Jesus, that was extreme. We do. And we, 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 really, we really like to think that I don't need that much. I'm not that bad. I don't, I don't need, no, no, no. You are lost and damned in your sins. And Jesus came to pay the price for you and you alone, if that's all it was. And he said, I came for you. And even if you made one sin, it's worth every sin. So we've all fallen short of the glory of God. And we need the redemptive power of God in our life to build confidence in our life. To build courage in our life. To be able to step out and be bold in our life. Because I'm about to talk about a word here in just a second that if you don't have courage, this word is going to seem like it's so foreign to you, you'll, you'll never be able to receive it, let alone walk in it. So there's a, there's a big gap here that we're going to have to make the leap for. Somebody say, I'll make the leap. You'll get there, and then we're going to start looking a little more courageous and bold, right? In fact, turn to your neighbor that you really like and say, you look really bold today. 
Now turn to the one you ignored and say, you could use a little more courage. <laughs> go, yeah, no fighting, no arguing. But I want you to go with me now to Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. We're on a series called I'm Not Done. Everybody say it. Everybody online, lobby, the overflow, make sure you're saying that with us. I'm not done. Just because you're at home doesn't mean you're excused. I'm not done. And I think that there are, because we've been talking about, there are points in our life that we threw in the towel prematurely. We threw in the towel on church. I'll never set foot in a church, yet there are some in church today, right now, and you thought the building would collapse, you'd get struck by lightning, and sure enough, you wouldn't even make it three steps in the door, but God said, hey, you made it this far, it's all good, I'm not done. And, and God got you back into church, God got you in front of a pastor again, because the pastor used to be the one, God got you back in a place of faith, of relationship, God restored your marriage, God, when you tried to quit, God said no, when you gave up on ever being successful in your life, and having good stewardship over your finances and you threw in the towel God said no 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 pick the towel back up I'm not done yet and God wants to teach us and grow us into a greater place of understanding that not only should we scream it every day especially right now during 2020 what better series to preach then I'm not done. I'm not done with my life. I'm not done with my hope. I'm not done with my future. I'm not done with my call. God did not write off just because we have a calendar, a Gregorian calendar year does not mean God's finishing at the, God's going to keep going. God was working all through this year and he's going to work all into next year and then beyond and beyond and beyond because he's not done either. And we have to get into agreement with that to say, okay, God, you, well, what we've been talking about from Galatians chapter 3 is that first, God said that, you know what, through the apostle Paul, Jesus died so that you could receive the promises of Abraham, which is Genesis chapter 12. And then he said in verse 29, he says, but he became the curse so that you could also receive the blessing of Abraham. So then we went from promise to blessing. And the blessing says that there's three parts. So the first part that we talked about was elevation. Everybody shout it. Elevation. Oh man, whose life got better when Jesus came in, right? <laughs> Amen. That's worth two, two claps, right? That's the worth something. It, it, did Jesus come in here and make it any better? Have you smiled a little more since Jesus came into your heart? You ought to, you ought to smile all the time. God elevates our life, and we talked about climbing the mountaintop, and it's worth to climb. The air gets thinner. The clothes get different because you have to put on more garments the higher you climb with God. And we talked about some of us are wearing our valley garments, and we're trying to climb mountaintop principles, but you're not going to be able to – you can't – how you dress down in Phoenix does not work up on top of Snowball, baby. you, you got to change the way you dress. Amen? Because you, you – uh, well, what does he say? He says, put on my righteousness. He says, put on the garment of praise, put on the garment of joy. You're going to have to put on some more stuff. And so we talked about elevation. If you haven't heard it, go back and listen. And the second part we talked about is possession. God called us to into not acting possessed, which there's a lot of people out there. We just need to pray for people right now. We're not meant to be possessed, but to take possession. It's hard to have authority over something you don't own. Whether you want to look at it in the good light or bad light, a problem. You can't change a problem you don't own. Or whether it's a, a, a wonderful dream. You cannot change a dream. You cannot empower a dream. You cannot speak into a dream lest you own it. 
So do you have a dream? Am I talking to any dreamers in here besides myself? Did you know that Christ died so that you could have life and life abundantly, which that life means passionate. It's Zoe, Z-O-E, passionate, purpose-filled life as God intended. So when you have to go back to what he intended, you have to go back to the original intention. So that's why we're going back because the third word that I want to give you today is Okay, I got three people. Help. Oh, Lord, help me. Help me, Lord. Who's going to help me preach? It's too small of a sanctuary, guys. I can see all of your faces, and you can see mine. We all got to work together on this. We're going to get there. It is, everybody say dominion. dominion. So we have dominion. And we have to have dominion. Now, dominion is simple. It means to have rule over a domain. So you have a, a sphere of influence. You have your workplace, your marriage. You have a domain. You have God gave me Flagstaff. God gave me Arizona. And I say that whole, not bragging. Again, I'm not bragging about Landon. I'm saying what God said. God called me to this state. Instead of going and pastoring a 10,000-member church because it would be easy in Dallas, Texas, in the Bible Belt, God said, no, stay here and start something brand new. So I did. And so I was faithful. So I don't have, it's not a, it got, it's me humbling myself saying, you guys, this better work out. <laughs> because I know God called me to stay and, pl and, and, and plant a church and build and grow. And in two years, God has done exponentially beyond what I could think ask or imagine. So I know he's going to do it, but I can, I can wholeheartedly say this is my city. And we talked about that last week. You need to walk around and tell people, oh, I'm sorry. You don't know who you're talking to. You're talking to the owner because we walk around like we're some homeless vagrant, an orphan. And what we do is we, we operate with God and in the kingdom as an orphan spirit. And God said, you're not an orphan anymore. I've adopted you and your heirs according to Christ. You, we need to stop looking at things like we're this orphan begging for crumbs when you're meant to sit at the table that he's prepared for you. So then he speaks to us, and in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26, it says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have, let them have, let them, everybody say me. me. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them, and, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, over every living thing that moves on the earth. Okay. Let's start off with just how he repeated himself. Didn't it seem almost redundant? We read, he said, you have dominion, and he listed. And then he said, have dominion again, and he listed again. Let me ask you, was this a categorical thing that God was trying to do? Was he trying to make sure that he hit every species uh, to make sure you, you knew you were, you were over them? Or, or was this deeper than that? And, and what, what happens, the reason why God, and let me teach you, because when God says something twice, there's a, an immense amount of purpose. So write this down. When God uh, spoke to Moses, he said, the Lord, the Lord, thy God. Moses had the stuttering problem, not God. God said it twice, and these are the reasons. Number one, he said it because, and he said it here, dominion, because he said, I am the primary source of everything. So in Hebrew, when they would read this, it was speaking to the context of you have dominion from the one who has dominion over all. So I'm giving you and sharing with you dominion. 
And so he spoke to it. Now, the second time he said that, you're going to praise God for this, is because God likes to repeat himself. Because it literally means in Hebrew, he's the God of second chances. Oh, May, let me preach to the one person who, who, who've received a second chance. Who's received a second chance in here by God? And you, God says, I got second chance. How many are thankful for a hundredth chance, a thousand chance? I'm thankful that God says, you know what? I got another chance. And, but but we, we see, we tend to put our image of people on God because we hear this. We hear God repeating. And what feeling do you normally think? What feeling comes to you when you have to repeat yourself? frustration, annoyance, or say it, anger, all these different things. Because we say it like this. We say, don't make me repeat myself. And we think God's like that. And God is saying, no, 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 no. I'm going to repeat it, and I'm going to say it again. And I, in Psalms 136, I'm going to tell you 26 times, my mercy endureth forever. My mercy endureth forever. My mercy endureth forever. My mercy. When your family's being attacked, I'm going to remind you how great you are. When the world is coming at you, I'm going to remind you again how good you are. I'm going to remind you I'm with you, and I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'm going to speak it, speak it, speak it, repeat it, repeat it, repeat it. Come on, repetition until you get it. You ever been to a church? That you heard the same word you've heard before? They, and they preach, oh, David and Goliath again. Everybody preaches about David and Goliath. Everybody preaches about creation. Everybody, it's like they only have five stories in the Bible, and they say them all the time. Every time I come, it's the same old stories every time. And, and, we think, and, and God's saying, yep, because you're only listening and not hearing. And I'm trying to get something not just to you but in you. And so while the, you think this word is just to be read, it's meant to be digested. And I'm not just here to get you to another place of knowledge. I'm here to get you to another place of conception. Because if you can conceive, oh, I hear you, Holy Spirit. If you can conceive a thing, you can give birth to a thing. But if you cannot birth, if you cannot conceive what God is trying to do, you'll never see the new life. And God is trying to birth something new in you. So you have to pray literally, Lord, open me up to receive so that I may conceive. Because there is a conception that must first take place. And so he speaks dominion. Now, we don't like dominion because it sounds like dominate. Now, let me first eliminate one thought process here, and that is against race and gender. He said, I created them male and female. And he said, to them, I give them dominion. Now, we want to dominate each other. And we've lost our authority and wonder where it went. But God is saying, I didn't call you to dominate over each other. I called you to have dominion in the land. I called you to take authority over spirits and principalities and a darkness that is not of this world. Your battle isn't for each other. Women can preach. Women can lead. Men can be humble. Men can. We can work together because the Bible says we're submitting ourselves to one another. And I'm not above. I'm not beneath. I'm right beside you, baby. And we're going to walk this walk together because we have dominion together. Give God two seconds of praise right there. It doesn't matter about race. It doesn't matter about tribe or tongue. He didn't, he didn't say a color with that. He said, I created male and female. Amen. And I blessed them and I said, subdue it and have dominion over it. Yes. And so God brought balance. It, everybody likes to talk about these other scriptures that they twist. But let me just tell you, we always have to go back to the original Amen. intent. And you'll always be clear. When you, can, when you can reconcile Scripture from the beginning to the end in the entire canon of Scripture, you can then get a greater picture of who God really is and who you are. 
But you have to be able to see this original intent that he's calling you into a greater place of dominion. But again, oh man, just the, the dominion word. It's a, I don't know, pastor. I'm just not that kind of person. I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm naturally loving and tender. And I don't, it's not about me. <laughs> you know, I just want to get along. Because these words are strong, aggressive words. Dominion is a strong word. But I, I, none of you play a sport to lose. Terrence, you ever play to lose? No. Now, come to think of it, no, I don't like losing. Uh, and then some of you are like, I don't get the sports reference. Okay, here, let me help you. <clears throat> we're going to take a selfie. I don't have a camera, but we're going to act like I do. So I'm going to hold this camera, okay? Everybody smile. You're not smiling. Smile. Look good. All the way in the back. I can see you. Get it right here. Everybody lean in. Ready? Three, two, click. And then we take the picture, and then I walk up. And I, 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 who do you look for first? Self. Yourself. You selfish person? Yes. <laughs> Be honest. And you self-righteous people are like, no, I look for others first. Honestly, <laughs> liar. Well, we look for ourselves because we, we, we want to see ourselves in the picture. But can, can, when was the last time you tried to see yourself in his picture? And instead of just seeing yourself in a photo, why don't we see ourselves in the word? Why don't we see ourselves in dominion? Why don't we see ourselves in possession and in elevation? Why aren't we looking? Because God, the Bible says, is searching the earth to and fro, looking. The earth eagerly awaits the sons and the daughters of God to arise. But he's watching and waiting for us. And, and God is looking where we are in this picture and if he's having a hard time identifying where you are how much more difficult will it be for you how, how oh i hear you the holy spirit keeps downloading more stuff to me when, when how do you identify yourself in the it's praise and it's worship baby when you start praising, you start worshiping God, and you start dancing, all of a sudden, oh, all oh, heaven turns and looks and says, whoa, who is that right there? What's that clapping? What's that singing? What's that faith? What's that praying? Because you get the attention of heaven when you worship God. When the woman came to Jesus and she began to worship and he denied her and she kept worshiping him and she kept seeking him. He said, if you don't stop praising me, I'm going to have to turn around and bless you because praise gets the attention of heaven. And you got to praise God. You got to get excited about God. You got to clap for Jesus every once in a while. You got to shout amen every once in a while. Hallelujah. Because you know what? You've been quiet too long. And you get loud about all the wrong things. I want to yell at my wife. I want to yell at these kids. Uh, I want to yell at that politician. I want to I get mad about that. I want to talk a lot about this, but I don't want to shout about Jesus. When was the last time that we had a shout about Jesus every once in a while? That the world is dying and in need of an answer, and yet the body of Christ is content with, well, if the Lord wills it, we'll all go to hell in a handbasket. Must be God's will. No, it's not God's will. Wake up, sleeping slumberer. You need to get up out of the ship like Jonah, sleeping in the bottom, knowing the only answer of heaven and earth. And you got to come to the top of the ship. You got to stand at the port of that bow and you got to declare, Storm, you must be silent. The earth must feel the peace of God coming from the only conduit of peace. You are a conduit of peace because He is the Prince of Peace. 
And therefore, since you have the Holy Spirit, you're the only one who can bring peace. But yet, if you remain silent, the world will continue to get more tumultuous. And so he's calling us into a greater place of dominion. And it's powerful. It's challenging. And it's foreign to some because it's hard to speak those strong words and feel like that's you. You, you, I'm I'm giving you some time to marinate. Because some of you have been told to be passive. And so you become passive aggressive. Some of you have been told to be quiet. And so you become this little secretive, harsh speaking person. You, you mutter and murmur. The Bible says be careful of the whispers of the fool. They're like honey to your ear. When the word of God should be honey on our lips. You have to be careful because God is teaching you another level of dominion. So then what does he say? I want to take you with me. He, he, we, we don't have time to go through the whole chapter, but go to chapter 2, verse 4 with me. It says, this is the history of the heavens and the earth. And I believe in the immutable word of God. I'm going to say it one more time. I believe in the immutable and fallible word of God that is perfect just as he said it. Let me prove it to you right, before I go a little bit further. How many have ever heard when the Bible says, Adam, if you eat of this tree, you'll surely die this day? Remember? Okay. He, and then Adam, what did he do? He ate. Did Adam die? No, not right then. When did he die? He died when he was over 900, almost 990-something years old, 930, right around there. I think it was 930, 935. Over 900 years old. Do you remember that other scripture in the Bible that says a day to the Lord is as a thousand years and a thousand years is a day. That day, he said, you will die. And he died that day. It, it's the immutable word of God that works in harmony and, and, it, and it works in sync. He almost reached a thousand years and God said, nope, I said today. And God let it die right then because he never, never is wrong. So then he says this. This is the history of the heaven and the earth, and they were created in the day of the Lord God made the heavens and the earth. Before any plant of the field and the earth, and before any herb of the field had grown, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain on the earth. And there was no man to till the ground. Now, let me, that, that could be, feel like a negative scripture right there in the middle of all this created. And he's about to form man, breathe into him, create the Garden of Eden. And then not only that, but he's already created all the animals, all these other men and women. He's already done a ton of work. And he's got all these living creatures all throughout the entire planet. But yet there's nothing to eat. Hear me now. It's because God, when he is reigning and we are operating in his domain, God will make us, God will bring provision in our life when we shouldn't have provision. God will sustain us when we shouldn't be sustained. God will provide and protect you during a pandemic when you should not be healthy and you should not be good. God will continue to do it because what we need to shift our paradigm is we want rain, R-A-I-N, when God is wanting him to R-E-I-G-N over our life and if we can switch and flip the script because what this is is temporal what this is is eternal and when i get the reigning power of god in my life i never have to go without because god will cause me to sustain and to grow and to flourish and to be successful and to constantly have dominion everywhere i walk because i'm just praying for the temporal don't we do that all the time i pray for the temporal 
I pray, oh Lord, give me, I need a financial blessing. Oh God, it's almost the first of the month. Help me out, Lord. And I'm praying, oh God, I need, hey, I need an answer here. I need this here. I need that. And we're praying for a temporal reign. And we really need to be praying, God, I want your eternal reign over my life. Because if you reign over my life, you'll provide for my life. If I'm in your dominion, then I have dominion. And I will continue to reign in the blessing of God in my life if I'm not operating in the R-A-I-N. I need to operate in the domain that God has given me because that's what he does with Adam as he creates Adam. And then he says, Adam, I've given you a garden. And he says, I put it on the eastward. Eastward. All right, let me read it for you. Verse 8, it says, The Lord God planted the garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. Now, when you read this, you could automatically think geographically. Geographically, this way. That's east. You can think east, and, it, and it's partially true. But I want to reconcile, again, the whole canon of Scripture, those of you who've read the Bible. What other places in the Bible do you remember the word eastward or east from? Three wise men came from the Jesus will return from the eastern gate. And when you look at all through, into, from beginning to end, you see a, a theme, you see a, a word, a phrase being used over and over. It literally means in Hebrew, before time, a beforehand, a for. So that means, when I, let, me, let me put it together and put a ribbon on this. God literally created Eden for Adam. God created the earth for Adam. God created the earth for you. God created a garden just for for you. It wasn't the other way around. God created a space for you to rule and to reign with all authority in heaven and earth. And God said, I made this just for you. Oh yeah, it, 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 this is good. Slap your neighbor and say, this is better than you think. Because your mind needs to unlock to a new paradigm and a way of thinking. Because God gave you a domain. Remember when we talked about it at the beginning? God gave you a space. God called you to Flagstaff. God called you to this church. God called you to a friendship. God called you to a marriage. God called you to have kids. God called you to that job. But you want to continue to, to operate in a conditional mentality when God is saying, no, 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 I, I want you to be in an eternal mentality that this is yours and you have authority. And, you, and, and even though it may not look good right now, you may not like, like that boss right now. I, I, I want you to pray because I put you in that place for a reason. Oh, no, no. The marriage might be arguing, but the, don't, don't give up on the marriage right then. You need to go ahead and speak life into that. You have dominion and authority and power. No, no. Don't give up on those kids just yet. Don't give up on that teenager. Don't give up on your purpose, on your calling. You need to step into a place of dominion, power, and authority. Let me prove it even further. Remember the other scripture? The Bible says that God came down and walked with him in the cool of the evening. So he came and walked down with him. Why would he only come down and walk then? Did he not like him? Was he not, did he have like a problem, a little beef? Did he have an issue? Was he upset? Why didn't, why didn't he walk with him all the time? He's God. Because God says, look, I've got heaven on lockdown. I'm creating you to have dominion and authority down here. 
I need you to rule here while I rule here. And I need you to get a hold of this right now because you're the one I created this for. And it's soon I'm going to make a new earth, but I need you to understand how to rule and reign in the earth just as I would reign in the earth. And I'm sending you as an ambassador created in my image, in my likeness to say, cool, let's get it done. Because when Jesus showed up, Jesus did the same thing. Jesus taught what Adam didn't do. And Jesus said, storm, be still. Leprosy, be healed. He walked into every situation and circumstance and he would communicate power, dominion, and authority. What did he say to Pilate in John chapter 19-ish, 11-ish? John chapter 19, Jesus spoke to Pilate because Pilate said, hey, do you not understand that I have power over you? I could kill you and crucify you right now or I could free you right now. He says, you have no power. He is bound and he's talking to Pilate and he's telling Pilate, you have no power. You have no authority over me. You have nothing. You got no hold on me, baby. I'm in charge. I'm the one who walked up to Lazarus' tomb and said, you come forth. I'm the one who walked out into the storm and walked out on water and said, storm, be still. Because some of us, you're still sitting here and we're cool with being the thermometer in every atmosphere we walk in. But God has not called you to be a thermometer, but to be the thermostat. And you are called to change the atmosphere everywhere you go change the atmosphere in a hospital room change the atmosphere in your bedroom change the atmosphere wherever you change. I set the atmosphere in here you don't that's for sure I set that because I'm God said hey what are you what am I calling you to do today what, what am I call, what do I need you to do today because I need you to accomplish a work here today and so I come in here and say I don't that's why I never look back at y'all while I'm worshiping I always look this way because if I look back, I'd get totally distracted. And I'd become a thermometer. Oh, I wonder, are they? How are you? Oh, you don't want to clap then? I'll clap you. Oh, you, you, how do you want to do church? Oh, you want to do church like Oh, I'll do church like that. I don't care what you, I came to praise the Lord and I came to set the temperature. I came to set the atmosphere. I'm the one who says, Hey, look, God, and you can get in agreement with it or you can stand away from it. But whatever you do, get out of the way because God's about to do something incredible through a power of dominion, authority here on this earth, in your life, in our city, in our nation, around the world. Because God is going to speak another level of power and authority, dominion. I'm done being a thermometer. Well, I wonder what the political climate's like outside. Oh, I, I wonder what, what, what it's looking like in the racial tension right now. I, whoa, no, 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 I'm not called for that. I'm called to say, did you just speak hate? I'm gonna speak peace. Amen. What did you just say? Because what did that, let me go a little bit further. What did he have Adam do? He had Adam, the Bible says, he said, Adam, tend the garden. Keep the garden. This is where we get the word husbandry from. It's where it first originates. Husband, to tend to. So husbands, men, let me teach you. That's your job, not provision. You're not the provider. That is the wrong, we have been teaching the wrong perspective of men and women. And you want to be the provider. And all I hear is, I just want to provide a good life. I just want to provide good money. I just want to provide a good home. I just want to provide good God. When are you going to let him be God instead of you? You're not the provider. He's the provider. You're the tender, the steward too. So I steward my relationship. I steward 
what God has given me. I, I tend to. And, 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 and let me just go a little bit further with the married folk and those who are going to be married. You need to take care of your Eden. Looking over at the other side of the fence, the grass will always look greener. But the dog is definitely meaner. Yeah, oh yeah. We laugh and we smile, but you'll get bit. I'm going to water my grass. I'm going to sow in my grass. I'm going I'm to fertilize my grass. Whatever I need to do. I don't even know how to grow grass. But I'm sitting here up here. I'm going to stomp it out. I'm going to plant it out. I'm going to walk it out. Whatever I got to do, I'm going to tend my grass. I'm going to water my grass. You laughing at me, Josh? I, I'm watering my grass. I'm going to help my, I'm going to tend to my Eden. I'm going to tend to the job God gave me. I'm going to tend to the people God gave me. I'm going to tend to the relationships God gave me. Because one thing that we're not doing is we're not having dominion. We all have an opinion about what other people should be doing. Oh, you know what I would do with that? You know what I would do with that woman? I would tell her. We all have, and we, uh, how many have ever given unsolicited parenting advice? Go ahead, raise your hand. Come on, you liars. Uh, like, me, me too. I, I've done it. I'm like, I'm about to have kids. And all I can think about is, Lord, don't let my wife reap what I sowed. <laughs> all the advice. You know what you should do with those kids? You know what I would do with those kids? You know what they should eat? I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I I'm learning now. I'm like, I should never have spoken. Not a, not a single word. Like, I should have been like, you know what? I'm just going to water my grass. I'm good over here. <laughs> Mind my own. Because we all want an opinion about what other people should do. But God called you into an area for you to do. But yet we're denying the harvest, the fruit, the growth, the development, the cultivating. And, and what, we wonder why it's dry. We wonder why we're disconnected. We wonder why we're stiff-necked. We wonder why we're hardened of heart. We wonder why we got all these issues in our Eden. Because God said, look, you got to tend your garden, buddy. you got to tend your Eden. Because your eating is where you'll do your feeding. And if, and if, you're, not, if you're not tending to it, you'll have nothing to eat. Tend your garden. But then he does something. i got to close with this. He does something phenomenal. I told you this is going to be the best service all day. He, uh, and I know this is good preaching. <clears throat> but I, 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 he, 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 at the end of this, he says, all right, Adam. I want to find a helpmate for you but before we do that because you're going to rule together you're going to be a helpmate a companion but before you do that I'm going to bring every animal to you I'm going to bring them to you no no you're not going to have to leave pull up a chair grab a stool grab a ladder for some of these animals you're going to name them and he said I'm going to bring them to you now, we could easily pass by that one piece, but let me bring a profound knowledge to your heart. He brought them to him. Some of the times what is being brought to you, God is not wanting you to run from. God is not wanting you to cast down, destroy. God is not wanting you to be... It's, it's, if he brought you a problem, he wants you to name it. Oh, yeah. Oh, you come to me with a problem? I've got a solution. Good. You come to me with a virus? I've got an answer of healing. You come to me with the issue of hate? I've got peace and love. You come to me with, you come to me with whatever you got, but you bring it because God is bringing some things to you, to your front door, and saying, hey, I'm here. And God said, I brought it to you so that you could name it. We're, we're constantly waiting. Well, uh, when things come our way, we're like, oh, I wonder what it is, Lord. 
No, you call. Stop being the thermometer. Tell it what it is. Financial problems come? This is only a test, God. It's all right. That means great provisions on the way. I'm going to name it. I'm going to speak it. I'm going to declare it because in my dominion, I have a declarative power that comes from me, from the authority of God to say, no, peace be still. No, no, no. This will be prosperous. No, my business will thrive. No, God is going to cause, oh, some people in this place, you're going to get emails back. You shouldn't even be getting. You're going to get answers back in the first five seconds. God's going to get the right response, the good report, and start sending it your way and you're gonna say wow how did that happen so fast wow how did that where did this come from and where did that how did that God? why did god bring that to my doorstep and god's saying because i want to bless you and i want you to name it i'm gonna bring relationships to you i'm gonna bring friendships to you i'm gonna bring a whole new life to you and when i do i need you to speak into it i need you to declare it because dominion comes with the responsibility to declare you cannot have authority and be silent when you have authority, how, how powerless would that be for a coach to have all the authority to direct a team but never say a word? What are we doing? Or an athlete on the court to never make the call. Hopefully we all do the same thing. How about we call it what it is? How about we call it on the carpet? And when it comes our way, we just say what it is and what it needs to be. Because even more than what it is, it's what you want it to be. So he, it, the giraffe came up. How, many, how would you name that? And, and Adam starts naming all these animals. And the, guess what? The creativity never stopped. Oh, hear me, somebody. You think you're going to run? God, God brought every living creature to Adam to name for Adam to put a name on it. That means Adam, every, every issue, every little problem, every little animal, big animal, small, doesn't matter what the animal, Adam had creativity for days. And he could handle any problem, any situation, anything God gave him because when he stepped into his proper dominion, Adam had everything he needed. Come on, let's give God five seconds of praise. Five Four, three, two, one. Yeah, because your praise unlocks your authority. Sow sparingly, reap sparingly. You want to praise small, reap small. You want to worship small, reap small. You want to praise big, watch God pour out a harvest of blessing in your life to increase you and grow you like never before. Let's stand. We're going to dismiss. God's got a word that he's downloading. This is just the introduction to the word of dominion. It's a whole nother level of authority for your, when your kids come to you and they say, what is this? You get to speak into it, life and truth. When your family's going through a problem, you can't truly identify it. You get to say, no, this is what it's going to be. When all hell breaks loose in your life, you can say, no, 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 this is what will happen. Because you now have the declarative power of dominion in your life. Like Jesus did. When Jesus walked up, he didn't say, no, no, you're blind. He said, no, no, have sight. When he said, oh, you're lame and can't. No, he didn't say you're lame and can't. He said, get up, take up your bed and walk. When Jesus saw a situation, he decided to put a new name on it. He decided to put a new, he decided to change the atmosphere. He decided to, to control what was going. He decided to change everything, the thought process, the, the attitudes, the mindset towards. And he said, I want you to have dominion 
Jesus died so that you could receive the blessing of elevation, possession, and dominion in your life. And I want you to walk out of here feeling bold, feeling, feeling squirrely, feeling, feeling a little wild, feeling a little like, okay, God, I'm going to put my shoulders back and be proud of who you created me to be. And I'm going to start speaking some things. I, I'm not going to let the devil tell me I'm defeated. I'm going to speak that I'm a victor. I'm not going to let him tell me I'm beneath him. I'm going to tell him I'm the head. I, I'm going to start speaking because you said you put him in my hand. And so now if I have authority, then I'm going to speak that into every situation and circumstance that I face. When you're facing doubt, start speaking faith. When you're speaking pessimism, start speaking positivity. You have developed a habit of dysfunction in your mind that you have come to know as belief and part of who you are. But if we can reshape our mindset, we can reshape our beliefs because our beliefs should shape our behaviors. So if you have a problem believing, you first have a problem thinking. And you have to change here to change here. And as you do these two and work in harmony together, you're going to start seeing new habits. And you'll also start seeing new appetites. The reason you don't have an appetite for some things, a hunger for, is because you've been feeding other appetites. So it's time to feed the right appetite of praise, of worship, of thanksgiving, of honor, of glory, of power, of dominion. Will you bow your heads and close your eyes? Lord, in Jesus' name, I thank you for today. I thank you that you are amazing. You are mighty. You are wonderful in all your ways. Your word is immutable. It is powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword. Your word has gone forth, and it is true, and it will not return void. And I thank you, God, Lord, that you are speaking today. And I thank you that you, God, Lord, are accomplishing your assignment. And I thank you for using me as a conduit for your will. And I pray right now for everybody under the sound of my voice, whether they're in this building, whether they're in an overflow room or online, I pray right now, Lord, that they would receive all that you have for them. In fact, with every head bowed and every eye closed, if this message spoke to you, challenged you, checked you, changed you, Maybe you just want a part of that blessing, elevation, possession, dominion. If that's you, I want you to shoot your hand up right now all over this house. Thank you for almost every hand. There we go. Come on, keep them up, keep them up. Yeah. And those online, thank you for raising your hand. Keep them up. I want to pray with you. Lord, in Jesus' name, I thank you for every hand raised and heart open here and online. God, you're so good. Now I want you to, we're going to pray together. So I'm, you're going to hear me pray, but I want you to begin to pray too. Lord, in Jesus' name, I thank you, God. You're giving them elevation. You're giving them possession. You're giving them dominion. You're giving them the blessings of God. Lord, you have challenged them. You have spoken to them. You've encouraged them. You've built them up today. God, Lord, you've spoken straight into the depths of who they are, to the original intent for which you created them. And Lord, we thank you, God, that we will no longer walk passively, but we will come boldly before the throne of grace. And I thank you, God, Lord, that you are speaking truth and power and dominion elevate somebody's life today somebody's praying for a home give them possession somebody needs a car that works right give them the possession they need god lord i pray that you would provide for every need we have according to your riches and glory and lord we thank you god that we we stand in that provisional doctrine knowing god that you will provide and with every head bowed and every eye closed here and online if you want to receive Jesus Christ into your life, maybe even rededicate. 
and say, you know what, I've been running from God. But I, I want to run to God now. I want to get back in relationship. If that's you and you gave up on church, you gave up on God, you threw in the towel. If that's you and you need to say, you know what, I'm not done. And surrender your life to the Lord today. If that's you, nobody's looking around. But we're all going to pick up that towel and you're going to do it by simply raising your hand. And then we're all going to pray a prayer together. And you're going to declare Jesus as Lord and Savior of your life. And eternity and salvation and the Holy Spirit's going to come upon you. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand right now. Thank you for those hands shooting up. Thank you for that hand. Thank you for that hand. Thank you for that hand. Every hand raised and heart open here and online. We're under the reverence of, thank you for that hand. We're under the reverence of the Holy Spirit. It's your personal decision. Now with everybody under the sound of my voice, I want you to repeat this prayer after me. Dear Jesus, I receive you now. As my Lord, as my Savior, as my Heavenly Father. Fill me with your Spirit. Make me brand new. I'm forever yours. And I am saved. In Jesus' name. Everybody shouted. Amen. Let's give God some praise. Awesome. So excited. What an incredible day. Make sure if you're new, visit our information desk. DM us online. We want to connect you to your church. We're going to speak this bridge declaration, and then we'll see everybody this Tuesday for our Thanksgiving service with donuts, Dunkin', Dunkin' Donuts, and coffee. All right, let's speak it together. I am a bridge builder. This is my season of favor. I am blessed to live my best. I will choose to love him first. I will worship fully, love deeply, and my community will thrive because I am praying for it. I am a carrier of peace. I will represent God's gentleness to myself and others. I will live out his gospel. I am blessed to live my best because I am a bridge builder. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. We're so glad you joined us today. If you made a spiritual decision, whether that was dedicating your life to Christ or rededicating your life to Christ, send us an email at info at weirbridge.church and let us know you made that spiritual decision. Also, if you're joining our Bridge Church family online for the first time, we have a very special gift for you. Send us an email at info at wearebridge.church to share some information on where we can send you that gift. We're so glad you joined us today, and we can't wait to see you soon. Be sure to stay connected, because we're so much better. Together. Together.